Good evening, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining me today on all things Division Three soccer uh, with Simple Coach and Jackie. I am Simple Coach, and right there you can see Jackie living a dog's life. So I've been going around, around, around D3 uh, all week and trying to figure out whether I was going to do final rankings for the season, and I opted not to do them, uh, but I did manage to get a bunch of information and some some news I thought I would share. Obviously, season's done, and then obviously this weekend, both the women and the men kick off the NCAA tournament. So I figured I was going to let that stand for itself. I will do, once the national championships are played, I will do a final um simple coach top 25s. And then for future reference, I'm going to do a, I call them best 33, best 11. Um, my picks of the best players in division three, uh, soccer. So for both the men and, and the women's, maybe I'll do two shows. I don't know. Cause it gets, it does get kind of, kind of long. So, but we'll see, but, and that's for the future. But for today, I just sort of wanted to run through some things that I had um, I had been storing up and think um, it's worth letting you all know. So to start, I do have some news and you may have heard it already if you've tuned into the channel and you've seen a couple of episodes uh, with uh, Nicholas Petru and um, a.k.a. Paul Newman. Uh, on the new show where I mentioned getting into podcasting. So this episode of Around E3, you're, you could be watching it on YouTube, but you will also be able to listen to it on Spotify and Apple Podcast uh, as of right now. So, you know, my empire is expanding. And so I'm, I'm going after the big guns of, of Joe Rogan. So you know, quite honestly, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I've been asked a number of times. I've heard from coaches who have told me they actually listen to it when they're doing their workouts. So um, I, I didn't realize how easy it was to do podcasting. So, you know, I just decided to to, uh, to jump right into it. So so what does that mean? Well, you'll have two ways to, to listen or watch. You'll have, obviously, all things Division Three soccer uh, with Simple Coach and Jackie, and we'll be going strong on YouTube. Uh, that's sort of going to be the core platform. Uh, and now the other way will be Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasting. And I I think I'll go into other ones um, that are available. I just haven't investigated. So this is new. It's podcasting. The non-video podcasting is new to me. So... You know, I'm trying to take time to sort it all out and be mindful that people are going to be listening and they're not going to be watching necessarily. So, um, but any feedback, any comments you would be totally appreciated. You could, you know, leave them down below. And I'm assuming there's some place on the podcasting thing to leave comments, but I don't know. Otherwise, email me, right? SC149249 at AOL.com. Uh, SC149249 at AOL.com. Okay. So let's just jump into some of the things that I had 
that I'd been um, thinking about. So if you talk to any player who went to Ohio Wesleyan or played against Ohio Wesleyan, everyone's pretty much going to tell you how special Dr. J. Martin is as a, as a head coach. It's undeniable his success. My interviews with him have been, he's a you know class A guy, um, really knowledgeable about the game. You know, he and whatever it is that, and, you, you know, the formula he's developed. And I, I would I think some of the things he talked about are much maybe we're ahead of his time. I don't know. But, it, you know, you can't can't deny his success. You know, and I, I think I if you listen to the and I went back and listened to the two the simple coach to coach interview. And then uh, we did a preseason preview where I got to, to speak with Jay and, you know, it's, it's pretty clear. You talk to him and he's sort of a different kind of coach, right? Like he's got different ways, how he motivates his team and the expectations on his team and how much of a responsibility he places on, on players of his team. So this is the remarkable thing, right? This is where I this is what I was thinking about, which is which is nutty. But, you know, even I was sort of writing off Ohio Wesleyan um, when, you know, they were 04 and two. I think I read somewhere they were either br- going to break if they lost again or tied again or that they had matched the worst start of a season since like 1927. Not the sort of record I'm sure Jay and the uh, Ohio Wesleyan men's teams were, were interested in, in, in doing. So, but what happens? And this is sort of builds the mystique of, uh, of you know, Ohio Wesleyan and sort of why everyone looks to Ohio Wesleyan and says that's a kind of program that you would want to run. Now, he, they went 0-4-2 and then went on a 12-game unbeaten streak culminating in a 2-1 win against Kenyon for the NCAC title and got the NCAA automatic qualifier. I'm sorry to um, Paul Newman, who is a big Kenyon fan. Um, But, you know, and and the crazy part is I think they have the belief and the ability and the momentum to to go deep into the tournament. So, that's a team to 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 keep an eye out for. Just again, remarkable turnaround. I know teams that would have folded at 0-4 and two, like they would have just tossed out the season. And instead, here you have these guys who are just so resilient, and I'm assuming kept their heads down and just kept working because they knew that it was going to come, and it sure did. So, um. Okay, so the Misericordia women's team just won the MAC Freedom Conference tournament and is heading to the NCAA tournament. I think in the polls, depending on the polls, not mine, sorry, um, I still defer to Christopher Newport, but they're ranked um, in the NCAA poll and the United Soccer Coaches poll. They're ranked number one in the country and they're ranked number one in region four. And it's not without merit. They're 18-0-1. They have scored 89 goals while only conceding eight. It's like for every 10 goals, they give up one. Close. Every nine goals, they give up one. I mean, just remarkable. 
And it's largely behind their, I won't say largely because the entire team is fantastic, but they have two outstanding players in fo- in forward Emma Schweitzer, who has 23 goals and 16 assists to her names. I mean, can 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 put it in the back of the net or give it to somebody else to put it in the back of the net. And then uh, who I think is, I mean, she, I, I think either of these two could become players of the year. Um, and then midfielder Michaela Fasolino, I think I got that name right, uh, with 19 goals and seven assists. Crazy as it seems, this team, Misericordia, reminds me a bit like last year's Christopher Newport University. Um, and that went strong and steady all year. And granted, I'm sure Christopher Newport's going to have something to say about that at some point. But um, a remarkable achievement by Misericordia women. And, um, and I... Phew, wouldn't surprise me to see final four, right? And then at that point, all bets are off. Okay, so um, I, I would recommend, I mentioned this earlier, I hope you had the opportunity to listen to the latest episode of the new show that just came out after the brackets were filled. Um, Nicholas Petru, a.k. Paul Newman, um, has a lot, I think I'll put it somewhere as a link. Um, Some lot of great insights. So I'm not going to go much into the topic of the, of the brackets uh, just because we did a whole episode on those. And I'm not sure you just want to listen to me pontificate about what I think about the brackets. Um, On another serious note, I finally got a chance to watch the university of Rochester's men's team. Yeah, I, I got, I, can you believe it? And that, and for that, I want to thank Case Western Reserve, Carnegie Mellon University, and Emory University for not using a paywall to watch their games. Which leads me to this observation. The University of Rochester still has a paywall to watch its games. However, they unfortunately did not make the tournament But to quote the lovable coach Jeff on the D3 boards, U of Paywall can buy their own trophy with all the money they made on their live stream. Okay, so if you watched me before, you know I've opined that D3 should add um, a week to each end of the calendar. That's sort of my latest my my latest thinking so pre if you think about the calendar preseason would start a week earlier and then the national championship would be played a week later all right so you're stretching out the season to me that is a much more reasonable solution to the calendar and the injury issues um that uh, we've been trying to resolve with getting rid of OT and all that sort of thing. And it's a much more reasonable approach than the split calendar that's being proposed um, where the season, half the season would be played in the fall and then half the, the, 
this season would be played in the spring. I think it's like Project 21 or something along those lines. Sasho's Kurofsky at um, Maryland and some others are really, really high on that. It's never going to fly, at least at D3 level. Um, so, you know, what's interesting is that I had, I had said that and I got an email from a well-regarded coach who works on the, um, who works on the, one of the committees and actually mentioned that there is a proposal out, um, or I don't know if it's a proposal or a, you know, whatever that they're at least, they're at least thinking about it. Um, Goal is to align the first practice date for all four fall sports with Division Three football using their preseason calculator. I did not know there was such a thing as a preseason calculator. Football begins preseason practice 23 days prior to their first contest. Second point is allow for countable matches in the fall traditional season to begin on the Saturday prior to September 1st. They want to play the NCAA tournament sectional weekend over Thanksgiving and push the first second round weekend back a week. That would extend the Division Three regular season a calendar week. So, if you took a look, and I'm just looking at 2022, the current calendar for the for soccer gave everyone, except the NESCAC, I still can't figure them out, so I'll just le- exclude NESCAC teams because they start later and um, they have different rules. So their preseason this year was 13 days. So they went back 13 days from the first day of competition. The entire season ended up being 60 days. Under this proposal, this Division Three soccer proposed playing and practice season model, preseason would be 16 days and days of competition would be 72 days. So the entire season would lengthen by 12 days. So under this, these rules, these new change rules, the first preseason practice would be, would have been August 11th. And then the first date of competition, so the first, you know, first kick, the first game that a team could play would have been August 27th, so four days earlier. So, you know, this is the sort of thing that I think is a practical, again, Division Three just being different, is a practical way to really improve the health of uh, players, right? Get a little bit more time. Um, I should have, maybe I could 
put it somewhere. I think I posted on the community board on my uh, on the YouTube channel. But I mocked up a calendar and I just said I took a calendar, Mount Union's 2022 calendar, and then the conference tournament and then the national tournament. And I basically put in a week at the end and a week at the beginning and sort of stretched out the calendar. And it ends up being like you go from having, you know, one one week of a, you know, a Saturday to Saturday game, something to that effect, to having as many as three, right? Or you don't have, you reduce, I forget the number, but you reduce the number of games like uh, Tuesday, Saturday games or Wednesday, Saturday games by like half. So just by doing that, adding on both ends. So I will be keeping tabs on this. If you have any thoughts, by all means, drop it down below. Okay, so um, something interesting that, um, you know, I, uh, I think on the East Coast, at least, there's a number of folks who pay attention to it and notice it and watch. So, um, you know, there is a NIT-style tournament in Division Three soccer as well. The Eastern College Athletic Conference, or ECAC, hosts a tournament for teams that didn't make the NCAA tournament. And on the women's, the women's field is smaller. I don't know why. Uh, has four teams. So the following women's teams will be playing in it. DeSalle University, Cabrini University, FDU Florham, and Goucher College. On the men's side, the field is a little bit bigger. Uh, you have Goucher College, Newman University, Alvernia, who is the top seed and host, I believe, of the, I think. FDU Florham is this top seed on the women's side. Uh, so Alvernia, P uh, Penn State Barron, where uh, simple brother number must have been five. Simple Brother five, number five uh, went to school there. Pitt Greensburg, FDU Florham, Hunter College, Rutgers Newark, the New Jersey City University, NJCU, St. Elizabeth, and Ramapo will be participating. I believe it uh, starts this weekend as well. So if you're looking for other games, those folks are playing. Okay, and then finally, finally, um, just some more, just a couple observations about the the tournament brackets. I know I said I wasn't going to mention anything, but I thought I would because I do think um, there's a little bit of anti-New Jersey discrimination going on. Um, so I'm just count count me as surprised. Count me as surprised that Montclair State didn't make the tournament. And then count me as very surprised that the College of New Jersey um, did not make the women's tournament. Montclair at 15-2-4 lost to Rowan in the NJAC final. They got, they got beat soundly, but nonetheless, 15-2-4. College of New Jersey, last year's national champion runners-up, runner-ups, runners-up. 
at 14, three and two, and they lost to Rowan in the NJC semifinals and they were out. And then finally, I would just add, and this is a conversation I, hopefully I can have coach Burke on for a simple coach to coach interview because I have gajillion questions, but you know, last year's national champion, Connecticut college did not make the NCAA tournament. So, Okay, so that about covers it for this episode of Around D3. Um, I do want to close out by saying to all the the ball players, men and women, coaches, schools, um, I hope you found joy in the game. I hope uh, gave you everything you put into it. And, um, you know, I, a general thank you to, to all of you who keep this guy entertained for actually going on 12 months now but um uh really do appreciate it and appreciate your enthusiasm and love for this game that uh, we call soccer so all right we're out sorry we're not out yet so I think I'm supposed to tell you all that you got to subscribe, you got to hit the like button. My chief marketing officer has been getting on my back and, you know, geez. So like, subscribe, listen to the podcast, feedback, all that kind of stuff. And thank you. Enjoy this, this great weekend. You'll see me in a couple days.